Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Dr. Azita Katibi. I probably messed it up, Doc, and I'm sorry. I'm Italian. I'm not Persian. I get it. But it's Azita Katibi, right? Azita Katibi. You did great, Joe. I'm close, but it's really nice to make your acquaintance. We just now met, and I was floating around Twitter the other night. It's really important that people understand what's going on in California when it comes to medicine, when it comes to a doctor. And you're you're a doctor. You've got a credentials this long that I couldn't fit on the screen. Um, but but you obviously have done your work, and you're very, very good at what you do. Your government there basically said, we're going to treat you not too dissimilar than people who are being treated in your heritage, you know, in Iran, where you can't say anything without the government approving of it. And I know that you wanted to make a connection there early on. Fill me in. You are Persian. You're Iranian-American. And we're seeing what's happening there. And you feel as though on a smaller scale, it could be happening here. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much um, for acknowledging that. Right now in Iran, doctors are advocating for their patients, for freedom, and they can be killed and have been killed for protesting. So as... um, a physician as a human being, I'm so thankful to be in the United States where um, we have, with all its problems, the United States is an amazing country because we have freedom of speech and we need to protect that freedom of speech as much as possible against fear-based reactivity, against mindlessness, against people's need to control others, against sociopathic tendencies that um, want to destroy freedom of speech, especially in emergencies or supposed emergencies. So yeah. I'm very grateful to be able to have this opportunity to talk to you without fear of punishment. And I and that's one of the reasons that um, I'm actually decided to sue the state of California with some of my colleagues and the medical board of California, right. because I want to promote ethical medicine and ethical science. I want to get into that full on in a second. Again, it's Dr. Azita. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but I'm sorry. Uh, Katibi, I nailed. I think Katibi is, is, is a lot easier than your first name. Do, do people call you something shorter for your first name or do they say the full name every time? You know, Joe, my first name means freedom. Oh, so wow. I'm really, pro- I'm really proud of it. In, far- and, uh, in Farsi? Yeah, in Persian. It's an Indo-European language. So you wow. see it across kind of Turkey, India, Afghanistan, Iran. Okay. But it, it means freedom, and I'm really proud of it. Say it again. Azadeh. Azadeh. 
But if I say it like that every time, I sound like I'm, I'm mispronouncing it. Either way, I'm so pleased that you're on here and you're talking about free speech. Okay. Obviously, what I do for a living, I need the First Amendment. I need to freely be able to express my opinion. Um, and right. I'm, it's not a medical-based opinion. It's not an opinion that, that took me a decade in school to learn like you went through. I do want to make one more uh, comparison to Iran, if you don't mind. Our okay. media here is not telling the truth about what's happening there. And that bothers me because our media is supposed to be holding those who are powerful to account, hold their feet to the fire. I used to be a journalist, a television news anchor and so on. So I know how to do the job. They're not doing the job here. Why do you think our media here doesn't want to report what's really going on in Iran? I think um, there is some reporting. And as people um, in America and internationally are uh, raising their voices uh, to bring attention to this huge problem, the oppression of the Iranian people, the oppression of women. Especially women, um, yeah. And and there is some, I think some grassroots pressure is making some media put attention on this issue. But of course, it's all about corporate entities, strategy, political strategy, keeping... Um, you know, the media keeping uh, certain um, people that uplift them uh, financially happy. Yes. And I don't really know the intricacies of it, but seeing the intricacies of it with regard to COVID and yeah. the pandemic, like I now notice that so much more with other issues as well. And I appreciate that you're noticing that. Just, just to put it in a nutshell, what's happening in Iran, uh, a 22-year-old woman was pulled over because her hair wasn't completely under her hijab. She had one on, but she, her hair wasn't proper, and the, uh, the police there that policed these things pulled her out of the car and beat her so badly that she died at the hospital. This is a young mother. And then other women there started taking their headdress off as well, saying, forget it, we want freedom. And people are literally being shot in the street for having an opinion, for voicing that they want freedom. We don't want anything like that to ever happen here, and we certainly want it to stop happening there. I hope that people will continue to rise, raise up their voices and let people know what's going on in Iran. But let's talk about California, because sure. um, the government there is attempting to be totalitarian. And I say this in a not Iran-like way, but in, in, in you watching what I say, and you telling me I'm going to take something away from you that you work so hard, if you say the wrong thing, according to them, that, that's nuts. That's not America. So in your case, if I go to you as my doctor, say, Dr. Katibi, I'm, I'm so glad you saw me today. What do you think about this? They literally want you to ask Gavin Newsom or the state medical board what you should say instead of telling me from your own experience and from your incredible expertise what you think to be happening. Is that true? Well, so what's uh, what's happening is that doctors were already, even before this law came into effect, they were already afraid, right? So they, they're afraid of being targeted before this law, afraid of being targeted, reported, attacked for stating anything other than the mainstream narrative. And we've seen what happens to people whom the government and certain news outlets or groups don't like, right? And so another problem, so, so they don't, nobody wants to be attacked and nobody wants their livelihood right. at risk. Another problem is that a lot of doctors are increasingly working for corporate type entities. And when you work for a corporate type entity, these companies have much more than just an ethical incentive to follow, right? right. They have large financial incentives to follow and large regulatory incentives to follow. And so they will very easily let go of somebody who doesn't toe the line. And so many doctors are afraid to speak out or practice as they see fit. Um, so they speak in kind of veiled tones or hushed tones. They hint at their concerns. And then in private, they come and tell me, oh, my gosh, what's happening to free speech in the United States is terrible. What's happening to our practice of medicine in California, especially, but overall, is just bizarre. It's yeah. crazy. One of my doctors told me she feels as if 
she's practicing under communism, like that fear of being able of saying the wrong thing and getting um, investigated or reported. That's crazy. And this is before this law. This law is just going to make it worse. This was the bill AB 2098 um, that uh, said that it's going to be unprofessional conduct if a surgeon or a physician disseminates misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19 um, and their definition of misinformation uh, is false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus contrary to the standard of care. And those are the phrases, consensus and standard of care, that I have really big problems with, especially the uh, word consensus, because the government is basically giving this very vague word um, that is ill-defined yeah. and kind of putting it out there. If you don't follow consensus, we're going to investigate you, make your life really, really difficult financially, time-wise, stress-wise, make it hard for you to practice medicine, and we may take away your license. So people are going to self-censor themselves. They're going to self-censor. Uh, I want to remind people who I'm talking with. It's Dr. Azida Katibi, uh, MD, MPH, MS. She's got all these degrees. She's got all this going for her, and she knows what she's talking about. There's nobody in the government nor the corporate world that should be telling you what you should or shouldn't be saying. Make sure you follow her. The first name is A-Z-A-D-E-H, last name K-H-A-T-I-B-I, over on Twitter. I was surprised you didn't have a larger Twitter following, but hopefully we'll get you a larger one now because people need Thank to know you. what it is that you're doing. So I just want to, I want to, I'm, I'm kind of a dumb guy. You told me that before we started that I'm kind of silly. So I'm going to put it in dumb guy words. Um, it, it, I know you didn't say that, but uh, if the CDC says that the Pfizer shot will stop me from getting it and spreading it, and I know that that's a lie, I know that's incorrect, of course you can still get it and spread it, you as a doctor can't tell me, your patient, this will not stop you from getting it and spreading it because that goes against the so-called consensus and they can take your license away? Right. So the idea if this law is instituted um, is that they could take your license away for anything that's not consensus. And the consensus mainstream narrative is what the government would define as the appropriate thing to say. And that's like the opposite of science. Right. There is often in medicine no consensus. Disagreement with consensus happens all the time in yes. medicine. They, the the, I, the consensus is just like the general opinion of doctors. Well, doctor, I'll stop. I'll, I'll, I want to I want to help if you don't mind because sure, you, I might go to you and you might say, hey, go get a second opinion. So what you're telling me is if the second opinion is different than the consensus, and your opinion was with the consensus, the second doctor might be might be disbarred or or, or have have their license taken away. I don't understand. Not disbarred. It's a lawyer. But but I don't understand why this is okay. As you said, medicine is not an exact science. From the beginning of COVID to now, we know so much more about myocarditis. We know so much more about what's been reported to VAERS. We know so much more about people dying and uh, and spontaneous abortions in pregnant women. We know so much more about these. EUA shots than we did then, and you can't give me good advice as a medical doctor? I'm confused how this is America. Well, I think it's, uh, if you're a sane person, you would be confused, yeah. right? Medicine is not one size fits all. If we only followed consensus, medicine wouldn't advance. It would stagnate. We need debate. We need discussion. The government cannot make it illegal to not follow consensus. And um, they're keeping that definition really vague. So Everybody, all the doctors are going to end up becoming super hyper vigilant yeah. and they're going to be super worried about what not to say. So it's going to chill speech across the board. And then the problem is that the patients who should be hearing that free speech are not going to get free speech from their doctors. They're not going to heal what their doctors really, really believe. Wow. And so you're not going to you're going to have physicians 
trying to keep hold on to their licenses, not lose their livelihood. They're not going to fulfill their fiduciary responsibility to their patient, which is to act in the patient's best interest by telling them what they really believe. And so you're going to have like patients who don't get their physician's true opinion. I am going to share a personal story. Please. I myself was very, very ill at one point in my life. I was given a 25% chance of a five-year survival. Wow. And I went and got numerous opinions and I had different doctors tell me different things, right? Because they disagreed with each other regarding certain parts of the treatment. And I ended up choosing a doctor who generally is someone who does not follow consensus, but based on my reading of the research, based on my talking to numerous opinions uh, or hearing different opinions and talking to him, I decided to go with his treatment. I am so glad I did. I am so glad that I was able to follow a physician who didn't follow consensus and that he was able to practice in a way where he had the freedom to not follow consensus because I believe that's one of the reasons that I am alive right now speaking to you. Are you, are so, you okay today? Yeah, I'm fantastic and Good. I'm here and that's part of my purpose now. It's like I have been given a new chance to make uh, a change in the world for the way that I want to like see it and and freedom, free speech, liberty, yeah. holding on to our ethical principles, like holding on to constitutional values is part of my mission. And, and you're telling me that this doctor might not have been able to give you that opinion had this law been in place for fear of losing his license. If well, it's, it wasn't regarding this law specifically for COVID, but if it had been for my my what I had, like. He, he might have chilled his speech, and then I would right. have had, been able to hear what well, he said. Well, why would the government stop there, doctor? I think that's the important question. They start with COVID, right. and the COVID information, I can get a consensus today to say that the consensus from the government is wrong. I can do that today. I can gather those people. So can you. It's very easy, because what the government's saying is about three months behind where it should be, and now they're, and now they're pushing COVID shots for kids to go to school, which is nuts. Yeah. There's no, no person under 30 should even be considered for these shots. So having said that, consensus is BS, but if this stays, the next thing is going to be, you know, for, for stubbed toes. The next thing will be for colon cancer. The next thing will be for my ear hurts. And, and the, only the government can say what the proper treatment is or else you lose your license. That's sick. So you decided to, uh, to go ahead and sue them. Who are you suing? Are you suing Newsom, the, 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 the medical board? Who, who's getting sued here? So we're suing um, the state of California, the specific people, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom and the members of the medical board of California. And, and um, in the suit, you say what? Based on the suit, we say that this law is unconstitutional. It chills the speech uh, of doctors. It um, violates their First Amendment right to free speech, their 14th Amendment right to due process, and uh, it is not uh, doesn't it's not doesn't uphold it's not upheld by the Constitution that we have. Uh, and the Supreme and the ACLU has come out uh, saying that they're also behind us. They agree that the state already has in power to investigate, has, pow- has power to investigate um, physicians for unprofessional conduct. And yes. so they say this law is not necessary and that the law infringes on First Amendment rights. So the Supreme Court in the past has said that regulating the content of professional speech, like doctors, they have professional speech, pose, if the government does that, that actually poses an inherent risk to um, uh, to, to, to freedom. And um, also it will have a risk of suppressing unpopular ideas and information. And I'm going to tell you throughout history, you look at any industry, not just medicine, other industries as well. Who are the people who are the trailblazers? Who are the people who are ahead of the pack? They are the people that are the smartest and most deep thinking doctors or whatever, whatever um, the industry is. And they are often 
in the minority. They're always in the minority. The smartest people ahead of the pack are always in the minority. The general majority is always late to catch up. And those people are often lonely and they're sometimes ridiculed. So we need to protect those minority voices. Yes. I couldn't agree more. It's Dr. Azeda Khadibi. Uh, she is uh, an MD, MS, MPH. She's suing the state of California, the medical board. The fact that you have the ACLU on your side is a big deal. The ACLU has become a very far left-wing radical liberal organization. And the fact that they're supporting you in free speech means that it, this is so egregious what California is trying to do that you have a very good chance of winning. What's the next step? I've only got about 30 seconds left or about a minute, and I love that you've taken the time. We'll talk again. But what's the next step, and, and, and how will we find out how this goes so we have in uh, December a hearing and I'm hopeful that the judge will um, grant us the injunction against the law and uh, ultimately say that this law is unconstitutional and uh, I would re- really love people's support get the word out and um, always always vote for freedom now, the way they support you is to go to your Twitter is there someplace else to go it would go straight to your Twitter. yeah you can follow yeah you can follow me on Twitter at Ozadek Katibi and um, on Instagram at I'm at Dr Ozadek Katibi so uh, love your support and I really appreciate this time Joe well, well I appreciate what you're doing um, it, it really jumped out at me that you said I am suing California and I went okay I want her on <laughs> you, you know I just I think that's amazing um, uh, this should be a no-brainer doc I mean obviously I've got a seven-year-old daughter who who if I told her this story would say well dad that's about free speech pass the potatoes I mean it's not even this isn't even controversial of course I want a doctor to be able to take her knowledge and her experience and what she's known to work as treatment or what she knows about about covid and be straight with me L- listen I had covid Guess what I took? Don't tell anybody. Ivermectin. And then I took some steroids for my, for my lungs so I could breathe better. Then I took a bunch of vitamin D and vitamin uh, D3 and, and B12 and everything else. And I was back on the air in a day, Doc. And I'm 56 years old. So the idea that I have to get a jab in my arm and I can't ask you whether that's going to work for me or not is sick. It truly is sick. I'll give you like 20 seconds just to, just to close it out for me. Well, I mean, the patient-doctor relationship uh, is a sacred one, especially yes. if it's healthy and balanced and aligned. It's sacred. You rely on your doctor to give you their true medical opinion based on their scientific evidence, the quality of the evidence, their knowledge, their experience, and it should be tailored to each patient's situation and needs. Um, Politicians and lawyers should not be determining what is acceptable medical advice. And um, Newsom should have never signed this into law. The courts must declare it unconstitutional, and I hope they make it happen. Dr. Azadeh Khatibi, go follow her. It's A-Z-A-D-E-H-K-H-A-T-I-B-I. She's an MD. She's suing California. Everybody else is going to get in our way uh, for free speech, and I appreciate that, Doc. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Many blessings to all. Back at you. We're, We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Azadeh Khatibi. Her last name is K-H-A-T-I-B-I. Carrie, can you imagine going to your doctor and say, hey, doc, what do you think of this? The doctor says, hold on, let me call Gavin Newsom and ask what I should say. No, I cannot imagine that. Mm-hmm. Or even Greg Gavin or any, any other nope. governor. It doesn't matter, right? Nope. No, absolutely not. 
You know, I think from my experience, I think this and then like the, the alarm goes off, they take away the, the medical license. It's so stupid. This is so backward. And I'm so, you know what I'm most surprised about? We have to okay. hit the break, but I'm most surprised that she's from California and she's fighting the First Amendment yeah. fight, whereas yeah. you almost wouldn't expect that, you know? Got to hit the break. Appreciate you being here. Next hour, Cray News with Kay on a Monday and a lot more to get to. Keep it here on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.